Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Corey. This is Ryan. This is the Unqualified Commission podcast. This uh, today we have a special, special guest. Uh, he holds a very dear, near and dear place in my heart. Um, he goes to our church. He is a fantastic guitar player, a musician, and uh, some would say he is the the bee's knees when it comes to worship. We uh, we like to welcome uh, Chris Deal. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you to our show. Uh, thank you. It's an honor to be here at the uh, Unqualified Commission. Or as Tony says, the unclassified documents, right? <laughs> 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 but this week, uh, we are doing things a little bit differently. We are in our new studio. We have a new mixer. We're doing new microphone. Everything is new pretty much this week. So we're going to test and see how this comes out and see yep. um, how this is going to affect our workload. Uh, but... Uh, we're looking forward to kind of seeing what God's got for this show. Uh, but before we start, uh, Ron, can you lead us in a word of prayer, please? Uh, dear Lord, thank you for letting us gather here today, Father. And I pray you speak through us, Father, and get the points that you want to cross to come through, Lord, and speak to people through us, Father, and let us speak your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So this is episode 15. Who would have thought that we would have made it 15 weeks? Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's uh, It's definitely been... An up and down show. It's uh, there's been a lot, of, a lot of things that I've learned along the way. There's been a lot of emails that I did not expect I would be getting, but here we are. <laughs> and you haven't got kicked off yet. Yeah, I haven't got kicked off yet. We uh, <laughs> we've talked about some pretty uh, edgy subjects uh, in in this uh, show, and we we're still here. But uh, this week we are going to be talking about discipline. Um, Ryan brought this idea to me, and. Uh, there's a reason we brought Chris onto our show because Chris is a very disciplined person, and we uh, we're, we we want to learn from him. So we're we're yearning for some learning. So he's gonna drop some knowledge bombs on us today. <laughs> Hopefully, I can learn something from you guys too. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'll I'll go ahead and let Ryan kind of start and spearhead this one. Um, I I don't want to be a mycog too much, but uh, so this uh, the the official title of this show is why is discipline important? Why is discipline important? Um, I mean, that's a very important question. So why don't you kind of take us down? Why is discipline important? Well, I believe uh, discipline is a hard thing to grasp in life sometimes. And I've had to learn it these past few months with school and everything, how to balance. And um, I believe motivation does not change behavior. That's a short-term fix. Discipline is a long-term fix. And Chris, what's your definition of discipline? Uh, discipline builds good habits. Um, new habits can be challenging, but you have to commit. Um, there's e easy and, uh, there's a simple fix to some of those things. Some people say that it's easier to start new habits than break old ones. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing to discipline yourself, you stop procrastinating. That's, that's tough. Stop putting things off. Uh, yeah. you don't have to wait for the right time to discipline yourself. But I'm a procrastinator. I'll pro later. <laughs> <laughs> it's challenging. Uh, your, ability, your ability to get things done doesn't depend on uh, how you feel in the morning when you wake up. Yeah. A lot of times we do things because, well, we really don't feel like it, but, you know, it's got to get done. It's not going to get done on its own. That's what discipline is, making yourself do things you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So um, I was probably very immature as a kid if I have to look back and uh, give myself a self-evaluation. But I think one of the best things that I ever did was join the Navy um, because it kind of forced me to discipline myself. Right? It, it forces you to know how to do your laundry. It forces you how to know how to uh, 
uh, fold certain things. And, and here's the thing is, when you go into the military, there is no right that you can do. So no matter how hard you try, no matter how many times you fold the T-shirt, there's going to be a drill instructor out there who just hurts your feelings, right? <laughs> and right. see, the life lesson is to learn is that they're not trying to, um, no matter how you do it, they're going to teach you it's wrong, right? Because they're, they're trying to tear you down. Mm. They are trying to discipline you to form an idea or form a habit the way they want you to do it. Because when it comes down to it and they give you instructions that are life and death, you have to follow them to a T. Because if you follow them without following them to a T, people die. And mm -hmm. we used to have a saying, um, standard operating procedures, that's an SOP. That's how you do something. That's um, And it's been passed down certain ways and certain ways. But we used to joke and say SOPs are written in blood because people who did not follow those died. You know, so that's uh, that was probably the best thing I ever did was join the military and find some discipline. Mm -hmm. um, and that's physical discipline. And of course, I know discipline kind of um, extends, you know, uh, spiritual discipline, physical discipline. And I would even say beyond that, you have self-discipline mm -hmm. because uh, those three things are kind of different. And I think they're connected, but I think they're different uh, mm -hmm. because... I don't think you can have spiritual or physical discipline if you don't have self-discipline. Right. If, if you can't motivate yourself to do something, I think you can't. I don't think God can trust you to do things that he wants you to do if you can't trust yourself to do the things that you're telling yourself to do. So That's true. Uh, I think, uh, honestly, I think God will only give you what he can entrust you, you know, to do right with. And so I think that's sometimes why prayers go unanswered because we lack the discipline or we lack the... Um, structure to do the things the small things that god's given us you know i always said i always joked and i said you know the reason god don't give me stupid money because i do stupid things <laughs> so you know i know some people they pray and pray and pray and pray god please just give me a million dollars let me win the lottery what let me let me let me let me let me let me right and it's like we forget it's like God ain't going to give you a million dollars when you can't manage the $50 you got in your pocket. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, yeah. I, uh, this is a tithing message, but, you know, I, I've heard a guy, he, he used to come to church and he'd say, you know, if I win the big 250 million, it was the mega million Powerball. He's like, I would pay every bill in the church. Mm -hmm. It's like, are you tithing now? He's like, mm -hmm. no. It's like, if you're not disciplined now with your money, what makes you, you're not going to tithe the $250 million mm -hmm. if you're not tithing on the money you have now, you know, uh, and, but I, you know, kind of bouncing off what you're saying about the unanswered prayers, I think sometimes we don't get what we pray for right away because God's saying, you're not ready yet. You need to change. There's something that you need to work on. You have to show you're ready. Mm -hmm. In other words, uh, he's saying, you're not ready for the blessings I have stored up for you. Well, it's like a weightlifter, right? Mm -hmm. You don't give a teenager a thousand pound dumbbell. They're mm. not ready for it. Mm. Like you have to work yourself up to it, right? So you have to kind of start with those one pounders and work yourself up to five pounders mm -hmm. and then 10 pounders. And then you got to learn proper form and proper technique before you just go getting a thousand pound dumbbell off the shelf. Exactly. Uh, so I think a lot of that is Christian discipline. Mm -hmm. You know, God's not going to give you a thousand pound dumbbell. You may be praying for it. God, please, <laughs> please, please give me that dumbbell. But he knows he's, he knows the bigger picture, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, but I, I definitely think there's a lot to learn in discipline. And I think every character in the Bible showed discipline in some form or fashion. Mm -hmm. Because uh, if you look at like um, Moses or you look at Elijah or you look at um, Abraham, you know, imagine the discipline it took to say, you know what, I'm going to be obedient to God. I'm going to take my son up to the mountain 
I'm not going to slay him. Mm-hmm. That took discipline. Yeah. That, that took that took an alignment with God that I I near and dear hope I can get to that point one day in my life. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? But uh, Ryan, can you kind of give us some ideas of uh, some things? You said you were kind of struggling with discipline in school and struggling things. What what changed or what gave you the motivation to get disciplined, to, to change your ways? I don't like failure. Huh. Same. <laughs> Same. Nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like to fail at anything I do. I like to give everything I, <clears throat> I like to give 100% to everything I, I'm doing. And if I fail, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. So you chose discipline because failure was not an option. Yeah, yeah basically. So, like I said, in my testimony, discipline was kind of forced upon me. You know, I didn't really choose discipline. Discipline chose me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that was necessarily a bad thing. I I certainly think that was probably one of my better decisions I've ever made in my life. Hindsight, of course, I wish I would have probably did it with Jesus on my side instead of trying to run and control everything in my life with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think I would encourage anyone, uh, I do have a verse, um, and this verse is traditionally aimed towards laziness in the scripture, but I, I think the opposite of laziness is discipline, because I think if you have discipline, you can't be lazy. And so this is Proverbs 6, 6 through 11. It says, go to the ant, O slugger, observe her ways and be wise, which having no chief officer or ruler prepares her food in the summer and gathers her provisions in the harvest. How long will you lie down, O slugger, when you arise from sleep, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands. Rest, your poverty will come like a vagabond, and you'll need like an armed man. So, when I look at the scripture, um, it's talking about the ant uh, preparing for winter. So, during the time of sar- the harvest and during the time of warmth, instead of doing the thing that the ant wants to do and go party in the summer sun, uh, it works hard to prepare for the winter. And I think the scripture is very, um, very wise because it says, seek the ant's ways and be wise. You know, see, and I know the scripture says, seek wise counsel when, you, when you're talking things in scripture and you're thinking of things in spiritual. The spiritual realm, you're not supposed to just read God's word without being in spirit. Um, that's, that's a very dangerous game. So when I look at this verse, um, it challenges us to be disciplined to know, and I think this is a very, you could apply this scripture to everything in your life because it's just like a savings account. When when the money's good and you're working overtime and you got all that extra money coming in, pre- look at the ant. There mm-hmm. may be a rainy day coming that you need to prepare for. You know, there may be children down the road. There may be uh, things that you need to prepare for. So you need to set some of those things aside mm-hmm. so that you can uh, prepare yourself up for, you know, a, a nest egg. And so I, I look at that, too, as, you know, I know people who are praying for child. You know, they're praying to bear a child. And maybe God's not answering your prayer because you're going out every weekend and you're spending all your extra money on partying and whatnot and this and that and things that you don't need. Yeah. And God knows that um, you don't have that nest egg built up. So I think this passage, um, I think it applies to everything in life, your work ethic, your money. Your time, you know, consider the ant. The time uses her, she uses her time wisely. You know, she's preparing herself 
for the up and coming days. So I think this is, yes, it was geared towards laziness when it was written, but I think you could really use this scripture to kind of point your life in the right direction in every single thing that you, you know, kind of are doing in your life. It's like the story of the talents, you know, you need to take what God gives you and be good stewards of it and multiply it and don't bury it in the sand. Right. And that's, that kind of goes back to God is not going to give you something that you're going to waste. Yeah. Um, you you got to be good stewards of it. Um, so mm. I, I think, uh, I kind of want to go to you, Chris. So can you kind of tell us some different, um, aspects of discipline like i, I kind of mentioned there was spiritual and there's physical and there's uh, self-discipline but can you kind of walk us through like i, I know you kind of deep dived into spiritual discipline um, yeah i did uh first of all i'll say bounce off what you said about self-discipline uh a lot of people don't like talking about discipline it's not an easy subject they like doing their own thing but uh there are benefits in discipline uh one of them is manage your time better you can achieve goals, boost your self-esteem. And I know some people, they struggle with self-worth. Uh, they're their biggest uh, critic. And uh, you can master things. You can you can be uh, reliable. You can manage your emotions. And you can also reduce stress. And on the other side, flip side is spiritual discipline. So I'm going to give a definition of that. It's uh, practices that by design can lead to life transformation. Their purpose is to aid our spiritual growth as disciples of Christ and deepen our relationship with God. So some of these, they are prayer, meditation, fasting, Bible study. Those are the inward, what's going on on the inside. Uh, The outward uh, spiritual disciplines, such as service, solitude, submission, worship, and confession. Those are the two different kinds. There's inward and there's outward. Um kind of talk about this a little bit you know once people they get saved uh that's as far as their walk with god goes but it's it's more than that and that's where this discipline comes in spiritually so that's what we that's what our biggest goal is here um so i'll I'll kind of speak for myself here but you know when i when i became a christian it really wasn't talked about in the church what to do next um so it was it was kind of like you're saved you're you're following christ but what now what what is the next step and i kind of think that's what ryan and i really uh hone in on this show is we're trying to fit we're trying to learn for ourselves we use the show as as a learning platform for ourselves but we're trying to learn what what do you do next you know what what do good habits look like what do those um changes in your life look like what are those what are those things that you know what does discipline look like you know so i i i want to use the show as that that's that's the point is we're we're learning in this all together you know and and i really like that that scripture where it says seek wise counsel because you know um we talked about last week why you should commit to a church yeah right and and ryan and i both agreed our biggest reason to commit to the church is because we go there because there's wise people there who have Mm -hmm. been christians for a long time who know a lot more than we do and we're able to learn and bounce ideas off of them and be discipled absolutely Uh, because christianity is fun by itself um but Christianity is really fun when you get to do it with other people and other followers and other ministries. You know, the, the time of my life I've ever had, you know, I, I've traveled all over this world and got to see all kinds of things. But, you know, the best fun I've ever had time of my life is going back and forth to encounters and going to see people coming all around the world and meeting people and coming in and unifying and being on the same goal and just watching the Holy Spirit just unpack and 
you know, just have the time of your life. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and that's, I didn't mention this last week, but I, if you've never experienced that, you're missing it at church, you know, and, and maybe you need to be that change. Maybe you need to discipline yourself and learn yourself to, you know, know how to worship and know how to spread the word and know how to bring the Holy Spirit, you know, because I knowing what I know now, what happens in our church, I would never have it another way. You know, the, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it has changed my life to the point now when that if I look back in my hindsight eyes, I'd say, I can't believe I didn't start doing this earlier. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think we're right is that um, ignorance is bliss because I think a lot of people in the churches are, they don't know how to uh, do some of these things. They don't know how to get spiritually disciplined. And they uh, maybe are affected by generational influences. Maybe their father um, did it this way. Maybe their grandfather did it this way. And they're just kind of in that rut, right? And I, and I, I love this saying, and my grandfather used to say this to me all the time. Of course, he was a Navy man, but he would say, in order to get results that you never got, you got to do things you never did, right? So right. Mm-hmm. the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over <laughs> and over again, expecting different results. But I think that's when it comes to discipline, right? Um, I, I think that's where a lot of people fail, is I don't think they see those instant results that mm-hmm. we're talking about. I think that time, you know, um, I'll kind of give an example for myself. So... I've been trying to pray about fasting, learning about how to fast, how to pray, how to get into the throne room, how to get on a next level um, intimately with Christ, right? Well, I grew up, um, no one taught me how to fast. No one taught me how to um, get in my prayer closet. You know, I, I never had heard that idea until I was much older, a teenager or better, you know? And so a lot of this was just ignorance on my part that I didn't know these things, how to become spiritually disciplined, right? So it's like it's like you're a newborn baby and you're trying to learn how to feed, but no one has showed you how to, you know, no one has showed mm-hmm. you those things, you know? And I understand that feeding a baby is, it, it's instinct, you know, but um, even new parents, you know, when new parents try to breastfeed, you know, you kind of have to be taught how to uh, latch and, you know, all those, you can't just do anything without not knowing how it's going to be a very rocky road, you know, and even if you get to manage and you're self-taught and, you know, it's going to be, it's going to look, um, you're going to look like a rookie. You're going to look very novice. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think that's what it comes down to spiritual discipline is some of these things you have to seek counsel because you may not know how to do these things. Some of your things yourself, you know, um, uh, well, like when I'm looking, you know, I think like reading the word, Every single day, that's a discipline, right? Mm-hmm. You got to maintain that discipline. But where do you start? Do you start Genesis one one? I can't tell you how many times I've read Genesis one one because I would start something, and then I I wasn't disciplined enough, and I wasn't taught enough how to discipline myself to keep it me entertained, you know, and keep my attention span. So I would get to Genesis eighteen, and by then I was just like, I got to start over mm-hmm. Genesis one. You know how many times I so I I had to change my mindset to i had to go to these people who understand and know and pray and fast if you want to learn how to do something you go to those people who know how to do it Mm -hmm. and then of course obviously you can pray to the father that he reveals to you how to do these things you know but i definitely believe god puts people in your life to help you along those ways of teaching you into and to learn from those other people Mm -hmm. so So, 
I think when we practice these spiritual disciplines, uh, it improves our relationship with God and um, they help uh, transform our hearts and our minds. And when we do that, we get a biblical view on things that we're seeing in the world instead of our own view. And when I come out of the encounter, um, my whole view has changed on everything. Things that didn't bother me anymore, I knew that, okay, I need to discipline myself. I need to stop doing that. I need to cut this person loose. Uh, and a lot of times, people don't want to just cut people out of their life. Well, I've been friends with them since I was six years old, but yeah, but what have they done for you? Um, they bring a lot of negative stuff in your life, and sometimes you got to just cut them loose. And um, when we look at things the way God sees them, through uh, Bible study, prayer, meditation, and fasting, when we look through the lens of the Bible at everything, um, we go to become more Christ-like, and I believe that's what we're called to be. You know, there's a song out there, and I, I don't know the word, or I don't know the title of this song, but it says, Lord, give me your eyes, give me your eyes so I can see. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it's talking about, it says, why, there's all these people going somewhere, why have I never cared, right? It's like, Lord, give me your eyes, give me your heart, right? And I think that's the prayer that we need to have, is Lord, give me your eyes, or give me your heart, give me your discipline, give me your knowledge, give me your courage, all these things, so that I can change the way I'm living my life, mm-hmm. you know. It's about Brandon Heath. I looked it up. Yeah, yeah, that, I love that song. And if Brandon Heath ever wants to come and meet, you know, or whatever, yeah, we we can be BFFs. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old song. Yeah, it yeah. is a lot old song, but I, that song is is so good. If you listen to the words, it's, yeah. Uh, Chris, uh, you personally, what are some disciplines you've added on to your life? Um. Well, definitely Bible study. Um. I wasn't brought up in a church that did Bible studies and uh, just digging in the word and that should be on the forefront of everyone's mind because the Bible is full of of resources that we can use for decisions and directions in our life. Um, somebody once said, if you got questions, the Bible's got the answer. Mm-hmm. So that was one. Um, just uh, fasting, that was another, that was a tough one for me. But uh, some people, they choose food uh, push the plate away and you will hear God when you stop eating. That's a tough thing to do. Yeah. (laughs) But I didn't do that. I chose, uh, social media and for about two and a half years, I cut social media completely out Mm -hmm. and man, it was just, it opened up more time with God and I could spend time with him and praying. So Ryan, I'm going to flip that question on you. What are some (laughs) spiritual disciplines that you have embraced and some of them that maybe you are struggling with currently um that you are you know yeah still trying to get over that hump well starting last year i i made it a point to read the bible every single day and uh, at the beginning of this year i started a, a daily bible reading plan and every now and then i'll find myself skipping a day i'll do two the next day to catch up you know and that, that's something i still struggle with but these past i don't know this past week, two weeks, or whatever, I've been doing really well on that, and I haven't missed a day in a minute, and uh, I've increased fasting, you know, I've done more of that here lately, and I don't know, I guess something I do struggle with, though, is making free time for prayer, you know, I know I do it in the mornings, I do it at night, but something I do need to work on is beginning to wake up earlier and pray more. So that was where I definitely struggled, and that's where I'm trying to work on. You know, I, I hear people all the time, you know, they come to church 
uh, and they're in disheveled state, right? They're just mm -hmm. absolutely nothing's going their way. They're completely, they're at wit's end, yeah. right? And they're like, they try to get the church and they're like, please pray for me, gather around me and pray for me, right? And it's like, have you prayed about this situation? <laughs> have you done this yourself? Have yeah. you done this yourself? And it's like, no. So I, I really <laughs> have learned that um, prayer, you don't have to do prayer in a, a ritual way. You don't have to, you don't have to be like our father who is in thou heaven. Uh, just you, do it throughout your day. And you, you know? don't have to be a specific time. Uh, mm -hmm. I found in my life prayer. I talk to God like I'm talking to you. Yeah. I'm like, listen, God, it's me again, homie. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So I, uh, I messed this up cause I try to do yeah. it without you. And, uh, I'm kind of needing your help, you know? And I feel like a lot of people go to God as a Seven Eleven, right? They need something, right? <laughs> yep. I am striving in my life to just make prayer a friendship, right? Yeah. And just constantly be talking to God and not, never come out of a point where I'm not talking to God. Mm -hmm. And I've yeah. gotten to the point now where I'll just be driving down the road. And, you know, I bet if there was a camera in my car, I bet people just think I was absolutely nuts. <laughs> you should get a dash cam, yeah, you know. Say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do behind the scenes of Corey's life. But, uh, you know, I'll just be talking. I'm just talking to God, you know, mm -hmm. and it'll just be me and the pastor's side empty. But I yeah. feel like God, you know, is in the pastor's seat with me. And I'm just I'm just talking. I'm like, God, I need you to help me with this. I need to pray for that person. And I'm just passing cars. I'm like, God, I pray for them. God, I pray for them. God, yeah, and I'm just talking away, you know, mm -hmm. absolutely talking away. And yeah. I've learned that when I became a prayer warrior like that, and God was just in my life constantly, and I, instead of using God like of, in case of a mercy break glass, and I just use him as a, as a friend, my relationship with God grew so much stronger. Yeah. Because I feel like that's how people view God. It's like, oh, something's not going my way. Break the glass. We got to. We got to get the prayer out, get the big prayer warriors out, you know, mm -hmm. so yeah, um, that was my challenge, and that uh, challenge to myself is to become more disciplined in prayer, but I am seeking help, and if any any of our audience members are masters in this, I really want to know how to fast and i and and I've been leaning on the Lord about this, and I'm not just saying like anyone can give up food, you know. Anyone can give up this. I really want to have that intimate time with God. Mm -hmm. And I want God to reveal to me stuff that I need to be fasting from. Yeah. You know, and really get deep and intimate with with God in my prayer closet. Are you uh are you aware of meditation? So yeah. I am aware of meditation. Um of course I <laughs> I avoid the word meditation. <laughs> I see it as a time of prayer, you know. Uh, but you know, I think the new age stuff and all that has condoluted that word, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so I like to, instead of saying meditation, I just kind of say alone time with God, right? Like, mm -hmm. so spending that one-on-one -on -one time in your prayer closet, yeah, right. you know, yeah. and I, basically it means the same thing. Right, right. You know? of course, of course. And yeah. I, and I, I just, I know I'm, I'm just turned off by the word meditation because right. of, because of the whole new age and yoga and Pilates. And yeah. you, you guys have to be careful with that mm -hmm. because, uh, a lot Pilates? Of that, is Pilates bad? Well, I, it depends on the motivation behind it. Is what I'm saying is, if you're, you know, if you're worshiping the sun and the energy and the, and you thought that was more of yoga. I, I, don't, I don't know. Listen, I'm not a master. <laughs> I'm know. unqualified. That was the whole point of this show. Is I'm unqualified. <laughs> but I'm just saying we have to be careful of what we're doing, you know, because although it may not be your intent, you you need to seek wise counsel before you just allow somebody to lead you in your life. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, because they may. They may be doing it for the wrong reasons, mm -hmm. you know, so, yeah, um, but 
the way I do, the way I look at meditation is, uh, you go somewhere by yourself. It can be in your truck, out in the middle of a field, or in your closet. You get somewhere and be alone with God. And, you know, it's not all about doing all the talking sometimes. Sometimes we got to listen. Yeah. God's always speaking to us, but are we always listening? So, and uh, I taught a lesson on this a couple of weeks ago, and I asked the youth, I said, what if we went to God instead of going to him with a to-do list, what if we gave him a blank piece of paper and said, okay, whatever you want me to do, write it down. Yeah. How many of us would do that? That would be a struggle for me. That'd be tough. Yeah. I was gonna say, I uh, obviously it shows on the show, but I like to be the mic hog. I like to do a lot of the talking. You know, I, sometimes I don't know when to shut up. You know, mm. but I, I will admit, sometimes I sin. <laughs> off the record. Yeah. Off, off the record. Beep. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that that that's a great challenge. I mean, I, I'm looking in the mirror right now. And I keep saying this when you get a mirror in the studio, cause I'm preaching to myself all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's a, I'm going to take that. I'm going to, I'm going to take that and start, you know, kind of utilizing it. Yeah. And another thing to add to that, um, you know, a lot of us, we pray safe prayers. God, give me a good day. God be with me. Keep me safe. Those are easy. You know, God can do way more than that. So there's three dangerous prayers. There's God search me. If there's any offense to you, get it out. Mm-hmm. Then there's break me. God, break my heart for what's yours. And then there's send me. Let your will be done in my life. You're denying yourself every day. Yeah. And those three, those are tough. Uh, <laughs> I've prayed those before and I was like, <laughs> two hours into the day, I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> uh, so, God, I was kidding about what I said. Yeah, I uh, I've been told, take heed to what you pray because God might answer it, you know. Uh, Especially for patience. Pray for patience. Uh, you know, I've changed my prayer, I, I will say. So I used to say, God, give me patience, right? And then my six-year-old would give me the opportunity to test some patience. <laughs> I've now started praying, God, give me the strength through this day that I may make the wise and sound decisions that would align with your heart. That's the prayer I prayed instead of God, give me patience, because I'll tell you what, you pray, God, give me patience, give me 15 seconds with that six-year-old, and I promise you, I promise you, she is going to give you some opportunity to practice some patience. But, um, so it has been an absolute pleasure and an honor to have Chris here. Yeah, uh, we we definitely welcome you back anytime to our humble abode. I know this is the Taj Mahal of studios, but uh, and so I love it. We we all we we all start somewhere. But here I said did you, huh? I said and saunas and sauna. Yeah, the, <laughs> you guys, you this this studio is hot right yeah. now. It's uh, for the people my, listening. It's ninety eight degrees in here. <laughs> my shirt is soaked with sweat. <laughs> so we could have air conditioner, but uh, it would come back on the microphones. So we would. Uh, we would not like that. <laughs> but I do want to get some housekeeping things out of the way before we, we get off here. All right. Um, so we have officially started our YouTube channel. I am in the process of uploading all of our episodes, backlogging them to YouTube. So that'll give you an opportunity to listen on another platform. Uh, we uh, are very grateful. We have had some donations get sent our way and some equipment been given to us Uh, we can now do some fun things in our life like this 
we uh, are very grateful that we we have that opportunity. That's uh, that is our new mixer, but uh, it has sound pads. But uh, we of course have our prayer wall up. Uh, anytime you want prayer, spoken or unspoken, of course, send us an email at theunqualifiedcommission at gmail dot com. Um, we Ryan and I are um, we are moving towards an idea that we want to become um, financially free. And our mission, our mission does have, uh, we have occurred some bills and things. So we are talking about fundraising and we're getting those ideas together. Um, if you are interested in sponsoring us or if you have some fundraiser ideas, we would love to hear them. Um, again, send that email at the unqualified commission at gmail.com. Uh, we have officially filed our IRS paperwork. Um, we are working to become a 5013C, um, so a nonprofit organization. Uh, of course, all that legal mumbo jumbo, Ryan and I have kind of gotten kind of tired of filing paperwork, but uh, we are getting there. Uh, but um, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear of ideas for spiritual discipline uh, and maybe prayers that you have or things that you would like to learn from us or that we can learn from you. Again, email those at the unqualified commission at gmail.com. But it's been an absolute honor and privilege to have Chris Steele here as a guest. Thank you all for having me. This is awesome. And uh, we will look forward to seeing you guys next week. This has been Corey. Ryan. This is the Unqualified Commission Podcast. <laughs>